Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our latest episode. I'm, I need to look into the camera. I need, when I say this, I need to look into the camera because we're on video. Um, so yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are coming back with another Broken Oars Indoors. Uh, and this is part of our great training programs of our time series. Um, and this week, we're not just looking at an indoor training program. This is one of the reasons why I got Aaron back on. The other reason is he's much funnier than I am. Um, the Queen Mother notwithstanding. Um, that, 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 was our, that was our last video. You, you have to see it. But yeah. yes, we are looking at the Wolverine plan and it's altogether friendlier, happier, happier more terrific little cousin, the Pete plan. And um how an athlete might be able to adapt these plans for their own training and their own indoor rowing purposes now aaron yes i'm going to put it to you that you might recognize quite a lot of the wolverine plan can I just say, before we get into the Wolverine plan, which I'm obviously very keen to discuss with you, Dr. Hines, and I'm very glad that you brought it to my attention, that um, rumours that I will be resigning from Broken Oars podcast um, because of a series of, some people might call them failures of tone, some people might call them failures of governance, I'm, I'm, I really don't know what they're talking about. I think that I still have a, a mandate to be on Broken Oars podcast. There are a lot of things I would like to deliver. I would like to take us into Europe, then back out of Europe. I'd like to discuss this ridiculous notion of pausing around the turn that is infecting our British rowing as we know it. And therefore, I will not be resigning, despite everyone coming to my house earlier and begging me to. Now, what was the question about the peak plan and the Wolverine plan? Um, You'll get me out of it, Broken Horse podcast. It's got to be said that if, if the modern British Conservative Party didn't have at least one gay sexual harassment scandal in the chief whip's office, it just wouldn't be the same. It really wouldn't. We don't want to trivialise this, but let's be honest, it's called the chief whip's office. Now, moving on swiftly. The Pete Plan yes. and the Wolverine Plan. <laughs> so the Pete Plan, and, yes. and we're, we're going to go multimedia here, Aaron. We are going to share a screen with the audience. Let, let's, see if, let's see if I can still do this. Share screen. Here I we go. I believe that sharing is is technically known as caring in today's modern um, multimedia and social media um, world. Indeed. Okay. And, and now, as you can see, the audience can see us and the Pete Plan. Wonderful. Well, no, I, the Wolverine Plan, in fact. Can I ask, is it called the Wolverine Plan because um, the, the tall, uh, rangy, singing um, one who does skits with Ryan Reynolds... Um, Hugh Jackman, did yeah. he invent it? No, he didn't. Damn. Um, and arguably, he probably didn't train it either, um, given that he only just, like, beat seven minutes um, on his 2K test. But no, the Wolverine plan is there because the University of Michigan, their sports team are known as Wolverines. Right. Can I, can I ask a technical question? Why do American universities... 
why do they identify with animals so much? Like we don't get University of Hull and a, and a codfish or, or, you know, University of Sunderland and a Mackham, for example. Um, so you have like the Wolverines, you have the, 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 the Crimson Tide at Alabama, you have the sharks in Miami, or is that the dolphins? That's you a have, you have the wildcats in Arizona. Have the wildcats in Arizona. Um, I literally have no idea. Right, so moving on, let's get into the training because otherwise cool. I will just turn this into a skit and that that's not what we're here for. We are a serious podcast with a mandate to talk about these kind of things and you're not getting rid of us that easily. Um, and, and nobody, absolutely nobody on this podcast is called Pincher and is known to go around pinching asses. But mm-hmm. never mind. Yeah, we're not handsy at all. Moving on. Not in the slightest. So um, the Wolverine plan, this jobby, as you can see here, of a grand total of 22 pages of a training plan. And and this is what you get if you put into Google the Wolverine plan. And we'll link this document in the explanations. Um, it was Mike Calveston's... Um, vehicle for training the University of Michigan ladies rowing crew between, I think, 2000 and 2004. Um, It's very, very big on its specific rate and pace recommendations, particularly in the endurance side of things, and involves quite a lot of volume. Um, And for various reasons, this whole kind of document you can see here, which goes on and on for, for a way, um, seems to think that when you're doing your low rate, long distance endurance work, everything should be done as very carefully specified rate pyramids. Now, I think it's important to understand that this, you know, the foundations of this document go back to about 1998, I think I read. So it's not, again, it's not the most up-to-date thing. It doesn't have access to every single student rower has got their own heart rate monitor and app on their phone which records everything they do on the earth. Um, But essentially, it's, this is a remarkably in-detail document um and it's very much there's there's a hell of a lot of getting into the mind of mike calveston he's um he's a a lot of his philosophy in here is it a nice mind to get into is it a friendly welcoming mind that says hello come in sit down have a cup of tea let's talk about your ambitions or is it a, a dark cavernous mind of pain and woe um, it's pain how, world, how, isn't it? how, how should I put this? He's the rowing coach's rowing coach. He really is. You oh. can kind of understand. So hang on. What have I, what have I written here? In this document, he shows the kind of inept hyper-masculine incel dumb that demonstrates characteristic inability to deal with young female athletes that is almost worthy of an Australian cycling coach in the UK. Um, it's, abs- it's absolutely shocking how unsympathetic this guy comes across. Um, <coughs> Can I leave in, in there? In, um, in, yeah, sorry, uh, I, I have COVID. 
Um, no, no, that's not fine. Computer virus, so Aaron is safe. Um, but yeah, so to give you um, an idea, okay, we, we've got this little skit here. Before we get into like what, and you know, this is before he starts talking about any of the idea of what you're actually going to do in the Wolverine plan. He kind of goes on to this little skit about why we have to train. So like, here we go, training this whole thing. It's absolutely brilliant in some ways. It's absolutely terrifying in others. So let me just read this out. Training is essential for success. You and I can both like agree with that, I'm guessing. I would say so, yes. Yeah, we, we, we can. This is a law of nature, like gravity. Big, serious, you know. Well... The, 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 I'm going to leap in there because it's what I do essentially. But you know, even even if none of us existed, gravity still would. Training only exists if we do it. Yeah. So it's not really a natural law like gravity. He's one of these Americans. He's a bit like Tim Kennedy or Jocko Willink. And obviously, I'm I you know I'm going to change my address at this point because they're both ex special forces who could probably kill me with a pencil. But it's that kind of wake up at 4.30 in the morning and do 100 burpees as you get out of bed before going to crush weights in your garage gym and then going to roll Brazilian jiu-jitsu because what you must be in this life is prepared and you must work relentlessly and you must work until you die because it is the only way where success will come from. Some kind of, I don't know why Americans have this, whether it's some kind of puritanical Calvinistic, we got rid of all of our religious nut jobs in the 17th century, they went to America and bred, and they thought that the life should be pain. But surely we train because we enjoy it, Dr. Hines. Surely, like gravity, we enjoy gravity, it keeps us on the planet. We train because it, we enjoy doing it with our friends and achieving goals together and stuff. Not apparently if you're in the University of Michigan's women's crew team between 2001 and 2004. You it's didn't enjoy a, it. You trained because it made thing. you win. Right. Um, okay. And, you know, and they did win. There's no two ways. They 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 won the NCAAs and, and all of these things. They did very, very well. And they podiumed or whatever. Meddled, yeah. you know, all of the like, horrible things that the Americans do with language. We podiumed, we meddled, yeah, we got rid of you in the 17th century. There was a reason for that. F off, moving on, anyway. So, your coach, with say, so, sorry, this is a law of nature, like, like gravity training is essential to success. Your coaches have determined the amount of work necessary to give us a realistic chance to compete for a national championship. This can't be negotiated, Aaron. Okay. Still, athletes on occasion try. You can recognize how absurd the following conversation would be between a doctor and a very sick patient. Doctor, I'm sorry to report you have cancer, which is life-threatening and will require painful and debilitating treatment for a long time. Patient, oh, but I have a husband and three young children and a part-time job, and I have so many plans right now. Doctor, oh, in that case, you just have a bad cold. Now, you and I can both understand the ridiculousness of that. Yes. Can we also possibly understand the ridiculousness of a rowing coach comparing themselves to a doctor? Well, having met a lot of rowing coaches, no, that's harsh. That's really harsh. No, yeah, I can. That's This is what's called an analogy without equivalence. In other words, it's about as much use as a chocolate teapot. But moving on. Yeah, I, I'm not sure it's that bad, but it's like, it's still... 
wind your neck back in, son. I've eaten a chocolate teapot. I would recommend it. It's really nice. It's can, chocolate. Can you, can you actually buy, like... You can buy chocolate teapots. You don't make tea in them. You just eat them. Well, of course that's, you do. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, yet some athletes ex- apparently expect to have the following exchange with their coaches. Coach, here's the training plan we will need to follow to give us a chance to win the NCAAs. It means several hard workouts a week from September to May with little mental or physical rest. Athlete, but I have to study and I have a boyfriend. I want to hang out with my friends and I tend to get sick easily. Coach, oh, in that case, just train once in a while when you feel like it. Now, again, I do actually sympathize with this point. And what he goes on to say is the price is the price of victory isn't negotiable. You have to do what is required of you. However, that's the, I just think it's like writing this down in this document that you're going to give to a bunch of like 18 to 21 year old young women, possibly for the first time as you meet them and say, read this. It's just literally just like saying, don't question me. I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You're going to do it. And I actually think that's a really horrible way to start a relationship with an athlete. Well, that was why my hand was in the air like I just don't care, because I fairly obviously do care. Um, The problem is not the idea that you have to do the training to get the result. I think you and I would both agree on that. The problem here is the languaging of it. Now, This is the thing. Yeah. When you said earlier... You know, it's not negotiable, Aaron. I don't think that you or I at Agecroft, and let's be honest about Dennis and indeed, uh, you know, uh, Chapman, who was who was a captain for a time. Everything, everything we did got written down on a spreadsheet. Everything, every single session, we were given the training plans at the start of every every month, and and it was all logged. And come selection time, it all added up to where you ended up. It's you know, but I don't think that you or I ever felt that we were doing something uh, where did, where was it when he said with little mental or physical rest i don't think we ever felt like we were in in mental pain because we were doing it or we were being forced into it it was some kind of water torture that we had to endure for success i think we quite enjoyed the training as getting us better it wasn't yes. languaged in it wasn't languaged in this way was it and and obviously there's a difference because you know we are we are male and 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 this is a, a university coach talking to, to young women it's hyper masculine it's hyper aggressive and it's hyper dominant i think if um anyone had kind of sold it to me sold rowing to me on that basis i wouldn't have been interested but i actually enjoy moving the boat and I did what Dennis asked me to because it made meant that I could move the boat better, which felt better. So it was kind of it was a relationship built on building. It was po- it was positive. Everything that we did was positive because it impacted upon our ability to move the boat better, and that's what we liked. Yes. Yes, but I mean, you've got to admit that sort of like all, all, all this fundamental going on here, all this stuff, it, it doesn't come over very well, does it? Well, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't, you know, I don't think I was mentally tortured by Dennis at Agecroft, although that's possibly just Stockholm syndrome. I don't know. Possibly. Um, possibly. Um, but I found every session that we did, it was very clear that it was the, the uh, Kevin at Agecroft used to talk about building the ladder. 
So you you every session you do, you're building a ladder towards what you want to do in the sport, whether it's head of the river or whether it's aiming for Henley. And sometimes you'll come down the ladder because you've had a bad session the boat or you didn't get this result. But you've got to think that you're constantly building towards something. And that is a languaging that is positive as, a, as opposed to I am going to hurt you and you have to do it if you want to win. And that is that. It's the law of the universe. I think that's a little bit american it's a little bit you know john wayne we really won vietnam honest um sort of thing going on there you're regretting asking me on this podcast now aren't you no actually this is kind of like this is the sort of thing that i wanted to to talk about and it's just like because (laughs) so much of this is about you know really is this how we should be looking at this kind of whole you know how do we train how do we train when we're training for ourselves how do we train when we're training for other people and when you have a coach and when you're being told and how should coaches act towards their their charges athletes i mean it's like and i mean now I have found out a little bit more about Iron Mike, and and he 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 has led a very interesting life. He's actually the strength and conditioning coach for um, the Navy SEALs Buds course, which is their first kind of boot camp type thing mm. that people have all been through boot camp and already in the Navy, and they're all actually just trained soldiers. So it's like really very, very tough. Um, And apparently they all think he's incredibly soft. Um, They they literally, um, to quote King Julius, they think he's a big bunch of pansies. Okay. Um, And so he's not actually this insanely kind of aggressive guy. I think he just presents himself very, very badly. Um, Can even I, though he's saying, saying kind of like a lot of frankly quite sensible things. So, so does the actual, is the issue with this, the languaging, if we actually look at the nuts and bolts of the training, will it actually make a rower develop, go faster, get better? Well, let, I mean, here we are. General features of the plan. Let us look at the nuts and bolts of the plan. So the first and interesting thing this plan is meant to apply equally to all workouts, whether performed on the ergometer or the water, which I think is actually a really interesting thing because the Wolverine plan and the Peak plan, which is very closely related to it, are absolute staples of anybody who is like saying, well, I don't want to spend money on a coach, but mm. I really want to follow a training plan and get faster on their own machine. The idea that you can also do all of these workouts on the water is also quite a novel and interesting one and sensible. Um, and is a really good thing that you could actually sort of like do both, essentially. Okay. Um, high volume. Um, and also, so here's a slightly softer side to Iron Mike. There will be no larger sudden sudden increases in volume or intensity. The plan is systemically, progressively, 
continually built through the duration of the season. This will minimize the risk of overtraining and minimize the need to taper before competition. There you go. So he's he's talking about what you and I would call progressive loading. Yes. And okay. he he he's he doesn't he actually does care about burning out athletes and he wants to avoid it. Um right, so details of the plan. This is this is kind of like a very, very good part of this, and it follows straight over into the peak plan. So you've got your level one workouts, your level two, your level three, and your level four. Your level one is your eight by 500 meters. Okay. Now, it's got, it's got to be said, I absolutely love the way he's got these set up. So he's got this, and I'm not quite sure where it is, but you do eight by 500 meters with three minutes 30 rest in between. Right. Which is just, I mean, it's massive. It's a you huge can just, you can absolutely smash these. If, if, if you do this workout, eight by 500 meters with, you can really go for it. You can go 2K pace plus. Are we, are we, am I looking at a training program that, that is essentially using a lot of shorter duration pieces at a higher intensity? And it's, is it getting rid of the, the, the 18 Ks and the 21 Ks and, and that kind of thing is, is, is Not everything. Okay. Not at all. So you see, the thing is you've got your level one, which is basically sprint pieces. So it's like yeah. eight by 500, four by one K and a four, four by a K or a four K pyramid. Two four K pyramid. Yeah. Do, do you remember the four K pyramid from anyone? I, I remember. Well, I'm thinking back to shortly before Henley when, Dennis's what were called Dennis's pyramids of doom would would see grown men sharing a toilet to throw up in in the recovery block. Is that what we're talking about? Two fifty five hundred seven fifty one k seven fifty five hundred two fifty. Apart from the one k, that is pretty much spot on. So what was Dennis's two? It was uh, two fifty five hundred seven fifty seven fifty five hundred two fifty. As hard as you could with no pacing, three minute recovery between each one, then ten minutes between each block, and I think we did it. Usually twice, but I'm fairly sure we once did it three times. But I'd have Which to talk about it. But yes, yeah, it was horrific. I, I remember being over a toilet with Sean, going, "I don't feel very well," and Sean going, "Neither do I." But we still have one more to do, so let's get back in there. Yes, <laughs> Sean, he was great, wasn't he? Sean was wonderful. Um, so yeah, there are. But that know, he's I mean, doing but again, again. These are brilliant workouts. But he's doing his 8 by 500 not as a flat-out lactate sprint. He's doing it as a pace, isn't he? So it says there, uh, is, this, is this based on 2K pace? Yeah, so in other words, your best 2K, you know, your average 500 minute is 148.8. That would be the slowest pace that you would complete the 8 by 500 metres. Right, okay. Go faster if possible. Okay. So these are, this is basically interval training. It's not like a lactate pyramid, which is what no. Dennis treated it as. So it, it's basically getting you used to moving at those at those higher rates and higher intensities. Um, and so and you know it, it's it's all about kind of like trying to do to push that two k pace over, um, over over a four thousand meter block. Yeah, essentially, that, that, that's okay. the whole idea. So it's like you do twice as much work as you're actually going to do. Okay. 
Um, and then all of these ones are like approximately four times as much work in the level two. So this mm -hmm. is kind of, I would suppose your, what we would have called aerobic threshold workouts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, you're four by 2K, you're five by 1500. Yes. Um, this kind of descending 3K, 2.5K, 2K. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, like a, it's like an AT threshold workout. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, okay. And then it comes down here for your level three, which is, you know, uh, it, it's long, hard stuff. So this mean? isn't quite UT, is it? This is still kind of pushing towards thresh and, and uh, aerobic threshold? Yeah. I, would you say? I, I, it can't be that high, high because you're talking about continuous 12K. Yeah. Uh, or two by six. K. Or two by six with an eight minute recovery. I mean, we, what was our recovery on our 6K? Was it was it 130 or two or something like that? It was two it? minutes. It was meant it was to be two, two minutes. minutes. Yeah. Um, but but the, these ones are... You know, they, these are done pretty hard. So I, I think if you're doing 12K, that's going to take you 12K hard. is going to be like 40 minutes yeah, about minimum. About, yeah. So you, you can't really say that's in AT because I don't think a normal human being is going to last that long at that level. No, okay. But that's, you know, those workouts. Oh yeah. And, and then you've got this 15 times three minutes with one minute recovery in between. Right. Okay. So, so it's, it's, you're working at 85, 85 to 90% of your, of your 2k time. Okay. So I kind of see what he's doing. He started with the short, fast stuff and he's, he's then coming yeah. down to what we call the, the, the longer steady state pieces. Yes. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I mean, I I think of these less steady state. Um, uh, well, he reckons they're going to be done two or three times a week, which is uh, you got to remember that this is like anything up to like 12, 13 times a week training. Yeah, and and he's you know, these aren't proper university training. And these aren't erg sessions because he's included them with water work. So this would be some of the stuff that we did on the water at Agecroft at Absolutely, the weekend. Yeah. After we'd done our steady state, we'd then go back out and do shorter pieces. Yep. Okay. Well, this is all kind of starting to make sense. I'm right. I'm beginning to think that Dennis was not a, a training god, but just had a, access to a lot of documents. Quite possibly. I Quite mean, possibly. Now, I kind of think that a lot of people have had access to this document. Okay. But where this kind of goes, where I really start disliking, so level, what is it, level one mm -hmm. to level three, I, yeah. I really like. I think it's great. Okay. And that's all in the peak plan. Okay. On the other hand, level four just goes slightly nuts. Um, that's, if, that's more than one paragraph. Level four seems like it's covering a lot of stuff. Level four. Okay, so there we go. One, two, three, four, five. A couple of other comments. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten paragraphs. And yeah, just to describe long, slow distance workouts. So he could have just put it in one sentence, which is do your, your 65 to 75 minutes of steady state three times a week at about 18 to 22. Try not to pull the bollocks off it and occasionally have a chat with Ben or Lewin who are sitting next to you. 
That's about right. Well, <laughs> I've done this before. What he should have done, um, but he didn't. He. This is kind of now. I've, you know, obviously I've been researching this, but I've known about the Wolverine plan for a decade now. And every time I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back, I'm going to look up this, I'm going to work it out, I'm going to work out, I'm going to make a training plan out there. I've got as far as level four, and I've just, what is going on here? Um, is that because you're allergic to steady state? You just basically like to rip the bollocks off it. I'm getting better at that. I am getting better at that. I'm, I'm, I've literally, I have learned to row with the heart rate monitor and keep my heart rate below 128 feet. Is it, is it your heart rate you're monitoring or one of your children's? I mean, be honest. No, no, it's definitely my heart rate because okay. it's one of my children's. They wouldn't, they'd just be like, it'd be a lot higher than 128 beats a minute and it'd be all over the place. They, they well, basically. Well, Pe Peppa Pig is incredibly exciting. So I imagine they're hitting the high 180s at times. Yeah, they, they've moved on they've moved on to so far beyond pepper pig now it's it's kong planet of the apes what else is is there well there's pokemon oh um, pokemon and what? and you see the problem is that now we've reached we've reached the great divergence right where my daughter likes watching kind of like preteen stuff about emotions and my son <laughs> likes watching like robots that can actually also be cars at the same time and are engaged in a galaxy-wide eon-spanning feud with each other. Are, um, you are you talking about Transformers? Because he, 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 when he saw Transformers, his eyes lit up. And you are he, speaking my language. And he wanted to know why I hadn't bought him any Transformers toys. <laughs> Well, I, I think it was quite like, where are my Transformers? It's like it's a valid question to ask, Lewin. He's 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 a growing boy. Where are his Transformers? I mean, if you've moved on from from Gojetters and Octonauts and you're now into Camp Cretaceous and flesh-eating dinosaurs, you you know the, yeah. the 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 innocence of youth has not quite fled. It's just moved into into slightly more gory and um, graphic areas. Okay, so we've established that you're not putting a heart rate monitor on your children while you're doing your erg. So yeah, what, but... So the level four doesn't do it for you. 16 well, strokes a minute, what nonsense is this? 16 well, strokes I mean, a minute this, is what I do when I'm old. I mean, it's like, essentially, level four workouts range from 40 to 70 minutes of continuous effort. Well, apart from the fact that the idea of sitting on a rowing machine without standing up for 70 minutes is quite literal and anathema to me, even with my like, like funny Danish sex toy seat. I still quite like sitting down for long periods of time and just paddling out in a mainly because it's all I can do now that I'm old and knackered. But yeah, I you know, you get into a zone, no. you know, there's just you in the boat shed, the river tyne has got seals outside wondering where you are. It's great, so they can eat you. Um, I, I think until we find a body, we, we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. They have a mandate to come inshore as the tide comes up and uh, we're not going to expel them. Yeah, but anyway, so right. consult the chart labelled levels for sequence formats for the uh, different descriptions of various 10 and 6 minute segments of these workouts. Now, okay, right, so we go through the 11 odd paragraphs 
and stuff. And, I mean, look, this is okay. Just give you an idea about this guy. Okay. Um, where is it? Calculating paces. He goes through. I mean, I know this was back in like 19, 2001 when everybody had Model Bs, but he he, he count. He goes through this entire thing on how to calculate your average pace for your session. And it's like record keeping. As mentioned, accurate record keeping is essential to the plan. It is necessary to be able to look at scores and chart individual and team progress. You're provided with a record sheet prior to the start of each week of each practice. I'd I'd have just said, you know what, I'm going to go and play basketball. It's not just that. It's it's. I mean, we've said that everything we did at Agecroft was recorded on a on a spreadsheet and all of the rest of it. But I think that rowers and certainly of, of our generation and before our generation are a bit like darts players. You know, when you see these big fat beery men at the tavern in Essex or wherever it is, and, yeah, and they can they can subtract anything from, from five hundred and one in a three dart combination, and it's like that. It's like some kind of Rayman. Yep speciality i think most rowers if you go you know 18k at this percentage of your 2k pace they'd go it's about 204 isn't it bosh yeah i I don't think that it's like we can work in splits because we've yeah no bizarrely enough i am actually able to calculate things in multiples of one minute and 45 seconds yeah which is which is strange and slightly weird but there you go but I don't um, need I don't need a mathematical formula to do it because I know that like a six thirty two k is like a one thirty seven one thirty eight somewhere around there. I know that one forty five over five k equals x. I know that two minutes over eighteen k is about sixty five to seventy minutes, give or take. Whether or not I need to go for a wee in the middle of it, it's not rocket science. Indeed, but. Please record and, your information neatly, legibly, and promptly. I, I remember looking at that and just thinking, my God, you and me, Mike, we would not have had fun together. Um, Dennis just... I just... I, I saw this and I just thought, literally... I mean, it's just like, can you imagine? This guy was dealing with 18-year-old girls. And, yeah. you, you know, this would probably right at the beginning of Title Nine. When is it title nine or title 19? I, I can never remember. Anyway, let's just say it's that thing that's produced an undefeatable generation of USA women's aides. Um, okay. You know, the, that said, however much money you spend on men's sport in a US university, you have to spend exactly the same amount of money on women's sport. Okay. That seems Which fair. is why. American universities went big on rowing because it meant they could spend money on boathouses. Hey, I think every home should have a boathouse. If I was running for prime minister, and I believe there'll shortly be a vacancy, although maybe not, it's going to have to be got out of there by Soviet tanks at the bottom of the garden. I think He's got in-laws. Yeah, I would I would run on the promise of, of 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 a boat shed in every house, a single in every home, and free coaching for under fives. Obviously, indeed. But record your information neatly, legibly, and promptly. What happened to Dennis standing over you as you were collapsed on your erg, writing it down and going, "You're gonna have to do a lot better than that to get anywhere." What's wrong with that system? What's wrong with the Glaswegian kick up the arse system? 
I I don't know, but I mean, yeah, I just I just I, I don't know. That so much of this just really comes over. But anyway, a bit, maybe a little bit pedantic. I mean, maybe a little, a little bit pedantic. Maybe a, a, a little, little pedantic. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, so road blue. What like with cold? What are we talking about? No, that that that's just that's just what they say at the at at University of Michigan. Road blue. blue, yeah. Um, okay, so like lots of to... lots of swearing and off-color jokes about mother-in-laws. Fine. Well, I mean, it's been a while, but I'm sure I can dig some up. Okay. okay. But you know, this is this is the level four sequence format, um, which means okay, you have to do your 10-minute sequence, and you're gonna have to do up to six of these in a row without stopping. Uh... And and then it's gonna be sort of like broken down into these like different 168 sequence or 172 or 180 sequence and where you do a four and a three and a two and a one at 16 18 20 and 22 and not only do you do them 16 80 20 22 and just see how it goes yeah. you do them all at specific paces so if you're if you are a highly talented young lady rower and your 2k pace is 144 your rate 16 will be two minutes 10 your rate 20 will be 201 and your rate 26 will be 148 you know just just all those so and you've got to remember those while you're on the ergo i don't so know good. if they were written up in front of you or everybody had a personal training plan you know this was before the days of like linked excel spreadsheets yeah <clears throat> so i think you just had to remember it so just to clarify on any given six by ten minute piece you might have to do a 16 18 16 18 16 18 followed by a 20 22 24 22 20 at these various paces yes i'm sorry yeah. that i look I'm a bear of very little brain. We've established this on this podcast. I'm basically the 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 four the the offspring of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger on a dark night in the hundred acre wood. I can basically cope with someone going, Aaron, start at 22, go up every four minutes or whatever to 24, 26, 28, 30, and then come. I can do a rate step and I can do an up and down pyramid. I can do all of those things. I can even remember splits. But if you then ask me to remember another rate step with another set of splits and then another one i'm gonna struggle i'm gonna end up you know i i i honestly don't quite i mean i understand where he's come from it's, it's all about this kind of like what is a very kind of old philosophy of the stroke power index so that whatever rates you're doing you cover the same distance in between strokes you see what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So it's like you do 20 strokes a minute, but you're always putting in 10 meters per stroke or 14 meters per stroke or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that means that if you can do that at 16 and then you can do it at 20 and then you can do it at 24, that you'll be able to do it at rate 34. But it's not yeah. true. It's just complete problems. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's basically trying to equate being able to 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 match output, you know, power outputs with distance means that w when you're rowing in a boat, your output will be consistent regardless of what weight rate you're putting in. Yeah, but 
that that negates or doesn't account for the fact that you know you can you can cover five meters a second rowing at rate 18 if you're doing firm pressure or you're, you're doing some form of power stroke drill exercise but you can probably cover five meters a second a lot more comfortably tapping it along at 26 or 28 without the same physical distress yeah or am i being a moron it's possible um i don't well i'm not going to say being moron, but i i I think this is a somewhat discredited way of doing long, slow distance, if I'm honest. But this brings us, this is the fairly close to the end of, uh, there you go, look, look, 10-minute intervals, total strokes, total me. Just at this point, I just got, you know, he's defining how far you need to go in your 10-minute interval to the nearest meter. Yeah, okay. I mean, to I mean, be it, fair, you, to you, be, you've got to admit this is a level of like it, it's, it's a almost level, German. Well, it's it's a level of kind of detail and pedanticism that that is somewhat Teutonic. I, I mean, to be fair, you and I, on a given thirty-minute test, you know, rate twenty piece would have an idea of where we're going to, you know, I would be around about 8,400 and something meters, you would be around 8,007, something like that. Bit more. Um, well, so, now, back in the day. Well, back in the day, obviously. Yeah, now, but, I, yeah back, in the, back in the day, 8,007 would be what I'd be aiming for. Yeah, but so so if we were asked to do our 18 <coughs> we'd have a rough idea of how long it would take us. If if we were asked to do a timed piece, like a three by ten minutes at a certain AT, it would be an AT session, three by ten yeah. minutes, we'd have an idea roughly what each each 10 would come out with based on where we were in our training load. Yeah. So we would kind of know that. But I don't think that we would ever expect to necessarily hit it every time to the exact meter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So essentially, now, this is essentially, it's, it's all this nonsense, which kind of uh, I've sort of described as being very Gnostic. The, it, <laughs> it, it, it kind of relies on, like I said, I've tried to take this document and turn it into my own training plan so many different times. And I've okay. never been able to, I've never been able to just like work my way through every one of these like sequences of like different step up, step down, duh, whatever. Um, I, I just, it just bores me rigid. And it always seems as though what you need is the guy who wrote it, the guy who understands it, who's actually going to turn this into a weekly or a monthly training program for you. Yes, he's telling you everything that there is there, but what he's not done in this document is actually come up with a week-by-week training plan. You know, he's talked about how he progresses the load and how you go and it starts out easy and by the time we get to the NCAAs, it's really, really hard and that last month is going to be hell and all these things, and then we're going to, you know, there isn't really a taper, but we're going to reduce things down. So are you thinking? He, he, it, it's something that he, it's like he's been incredibly open, but at the same time, nobody would ever have the patience to come along and actually replicate this 
for themselves as their own training program. So what you're basically saying is for the Wolverine plan to work for the average rower, you need the Wolverine coach saying, right, this week we're doing this. You, you need Iron Mike standing over your shoulder and complaining that you haven't filled because, out because your training uh, log. Because otherwise the average rower would do what you would do or have done, which would go, this looks really interesting. I'm going to try and fit my training around it and then giving up in a welter of, of, of pencil um, computation sums and paperwork and going, sod it, I'm just going to sit on the rower and pull hard for a bit. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, I like some, you know, sitting at rate 18 is not a huge amount of fun, uh, especially now that I'm old and gray and dying. But I do like the idea of some of the 1820, 1820, just playing with the rate a bit, just to keep it interesting over, you know, over certain um, units of time. I think that's a nice idea. I don't think I'd have the patience to go, right, my first 10 minutes is a 1618, 1618. My second 10 minutes is a 2022, 20, 24, 22, 20. My third is, and it's got to be, I, I would just probably, i probably program in Dennis's Pyramids of Doom see how far I was off my, you know, my, my pace when I was younger and fitter uh, and then call an ambulance having committed Harry Kiri in the boat shed, but oh, it would be more fun. Yeah. It would be more fun because it would just be, well, let's see what we can do to 50 at now. And it's very yeah, slow, but it, like, it's more, more fun. It is more fun. It's exciting. And <laughs> I, again, well, I mean, this is where we actually get to, the fun bit, oh, of, of, which is the Pete plan, because oh. well, anyone called Pete, Pete Brewer, sound person, sound sound person, absolutely sound person. Indeed. So yes, so essentially, you know that idea that we said of trying to turn all this nonsense here, all of this, yeah, we, we can see that, you can see that, it's nonsense. Yeah, I'm really really worried that I don't know if they're actually recording the screen; they're just recording us, but we'll, find we'll soon out. find out. Um, but fundamentally, all this stuff, imagine if you just like took all that out and just said, do a 10K nice and gently. Well, now you're talking my language. That's what I expect my coach yeah, to do. Yeah, ju just like do, do a 10K at the, the sort of pace that you feel like, so it's not going to get in the way of doing your level two session tomorrow. Yeah, but I mean, and I'm not... Look, I know that the, the modern idiom is that there is a dialogue between coach and athlete. And I I think that's a wonderful concept. Whereas the, you know, the dialogue between us and Dennis was, you will do this. Okay. That was pretty much as far as it went. I'm not saying that I'm I'm stupid and I'm not engaged with my training program. I could see the logic in 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 what Dennis did. Um, but sometimes just being told, look. It's Monday. It's 18K at this rate and roughly this split based upon this. Okay. Yeah. And essentially, that's what you need as either an independent indoor rower or as a kind of like someone in a very, very small club where you yeah. don't necessarily have a coach. You don't necessarily have a, a huge wealth of coaching and training experience. And you just need a simple plan that you can do as an athlete or give to a group of athletes <coughs> to just knock out the water. 
because this is the key point which is if you look at all of the all of the the government stuff about exercise um and all of the nhs stuff about exercise and all of the professional research about exercise is the more barriers you can you can remove between someone going i want to get fit or i want to get fitter and them getting fitter the better if they have to work out their training program find that but if someone just goes right monday you're doing this tuesday you're doing this wednesday you're doing this thursday you're doing this friday's your day off saturday you're doing this you go right well there's my week it's monday what am yes. i doing what do i feel like today i don't know let's check my heart rate let's look at the wolverine plan oh it's an 18k or it's a whatever yeah or it's removing or, barriers isn't it it's removing barriers which is precisely what now i'm gonna i'm gonna say this once you you should now hopefully be seeing the peak plan. You're seeing the peak plan. I can In see the peak plan. plans. This is the fun bit where you make me laugh, and I like. I start. I turn slightly purple. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is revenge for like yeah, the last yeah. Literally, this is this is where I can't <laughs> breathe uh, with COVID. But anyway, this is the peak plan. And as you can see, it's what has been described as a frankly GeoCities ass website. Um, That's it's, old school. It's old school. It is. It's a WordPress website. It hasn't been updated since I don't know. Hang on. Let, let's get in there. About uh, where are we? Two thousand four. Ouch. On the concept two. Um, and you've got that he's really bloody fast. This guy is pretty quick. I mean, you're you are technically faster than him, but I'm technically faster. faster than him. And the only time we raced head to head, um, I did go faster than him, but he's also, as he would point out, he's only five foot 11, he's one of the fastest men in this country under six foot. Is, is a fast short ass, is he? Fantastic. He's a, he, he is, I think, he's one of like 15 men or something that have gone under uh, 6.15, being okay. under six foot. Now, can we just go back a page? Because I saw something there that, that seemed vaguely familiar, which was a three-week training cycle that repeated every, th that, that developed every three, yeah. So a three-week cycle with sessions being repeated every three-week period. Now, that sounds vaguely like Dennis's three weeks, you know, easy, medium, hard, easy, medium, hard, and the, the next easiest slight is more like the, the medium. So it's it's about, are we talking progressive loading again? Oh, well, I think we might be talking progressive loading. Now, do, do, do you remember how the Wolverine plan didn't really have a plan? It had how... The build, how all it had was the nuts and bolts. It had a, it had a big pile of nuts and bolts and Meccano strips yeah. and no real. It was like, a method. It was a it methodology was a method. and a rationale and 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 an approach and all of the bits that you need to figure that approach out. But absolutely, not yeah. the P plan says we're going to strip it back to basics. We're going to take these bits. We're going to put this into an actual. Can, so so he, he talks about it here. You've got two types of training plan. You've got your periodic or your continuous. And your periodic takes you to a final date. Okay. Your continuous, okay, doesn't. It takes you, it just keeps on building and building 
and it lets you go through, you know, so it would be really, really good. Again, if you were in a small club, for instance, and you knew that you were going to have five, seven races between April and September, you, you weren't peaking for like really big things at Dorney and Henley and all these places, but you knew you were going to do Kingston Regatta, you were going to do... Yeah, okay. So it's, know, it's basically like um, end of August to December at Agecroft, where you know you're going to have to do Northwich, Chester, Runcorn, all of... You know, that's the thing. You know, but you're not expected to be at your peak then. It's just, it's sharpening the sword. Yeah, essentially. It, it, it's a constant cycle of like, you build up, you break, you fall back a bit, you build up, you fall back a bit, you build up, you fall back a bit. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and... Here we go. Here are the three weeks of the peak plan. Okay. Very simple. You've got your level one, your long, slow distance. Your level two, your long, slow distance. Your level three, your long, slow distance, and a day of rest. Do you recognize? I'm getting deja vu. I'm getting Stockholm flashbacks. I'm getting being in the Vietnam jungle with a Glaswegian with electrodes going, you will go faster. This this is flashback territory. It is, isn't it? Yeah. This is essentially... Now, this is, this is kind of what I mean, because if we called somebody at Agecroft right now, hey, Agecroft, we love you. Hello, Agecroft. How are you doing, Lance? Um, if we called someone at Agecroft right now and say, send us like, a couple of months of your training plan. Would it look a lot like this? Based Would on it the- have this one day on, one day easy, one day hard, one day easy, one day hard? Now, spread it between the water. There'll, there'll be weights in there. Be there'll, weights. Be some, there'll be some kind of odd water sessions that aren't kind of as straightforward as this. Yeah. They'll have like 30 strike bursts or three times 10 strike bursts or something. Yeah. <coughs> and you'd probably have, you. Um, I mean, I'm presuming this is like a Monday through, you know, we would probably do three sessions on a Saturday and at least two and possibly three on yeah. a Sunday, depending upon... Three sessions on a Saturday? We used to do we used to do two water and then we usually used to do one on, on land, didn't we? I'm sure, I'm sure it's... I, th- I thought we might have had like a stretching session on land. Was that what that was? Was that the bit where I usually fell asleep? Okay. Yeah, yeah but we, we'd, we'd, we'd certainly double up on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, we, we, we'd have two sessions. Yeah. And Friday would be our rest day. Friday would be um, a rest day. Depending on where we were in the season, there used to be like a Tuesday morning after 18K was a 10K. We used to, and then we'd come back yeah. on Tuesday night. So, yeah, but yeah, these, I mean, this is four by a thousand with five minutes rest. Very familiar. 3K, 2.5K, 2K, five-minute rest. Uh, Yeah, steady distances, 8 to 15K. Well, it was always 18K, but yes, I can see that. 5K uh, at a hard distance. I mean, one of Dennis's was uh, 2 by 5K at a percentage of your 5K, wasn't it? So, I mean, you can kind of see where it's coming from. Yes? Yeah, basically. And it's Um, it's structured. It is structured. Easy, medium, hard. Start again. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how easy <laughs> any of these. I, I, I suppose we were younger and fitter. Yeah, we were. But 
I mean, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure that this is an easy week, this is a medium week, and this is a hard week. I, I think it might be, but I don't think too. There is variety and variation. There's variety and variation. There's different rates. There's different thresholds at play here. Um, but it's also unlike the Wolverine plan. It is, regardless of whether you like it or not, it is a structured approach to what you should be doing on any given day yeah. without having I mean, to think about it or work it out. There, there isn't, there's no kind of like messing around. There isn't a vast calculation required before you actually sit down. And yeah, in, in the end, it's like your steady distance is somewhere between half an hour and an hour. Yeah. Um, it's all quite simple. Now, possibly it's a bit, too simple possibly it leaves a bit too much to the imagination you know well, hard distance 5k plus yeah there, there's right. there's no slap catchers there's no cutting the cake there's none of the things that make growing fun yeah you uh, you i think you would but i do think that it is actually for if, if you're going to base your training program which a very large number of people i think out there are still doing i think you could base a water training program around this and i think you could probably apply any one of those sessions to the water albeit you might have to change the 500 meters to 90 seconds and the 1500 meters to five minutes or something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, Dennis and Kevin did paint on 500 meter markers uh, along the length of the Irwell from Agecroft's uh, landing stage all the way down to Manchester Cathedral. So, yeah, we did know what the 500s were. But basically, if you were a coach taking this, you'd just go the 500 is, is like a 130, it's a 90 second yeah. or it's, it's a 145. I mean, the, the other thing is, and we've talked about this before on the pod, which is how many training, you know, how many roads must a man walk down before he calls himself a man? How many training sessions must a rower do before they can call themselves a rower? You could pretty much take any any crew, any squad, you know, from from six days a week to only going out twice a week and go, well, actually, okay, today we're going to do our steady distance and tomorrow we're going to do X by 90 seconds. So you're getting, that the, there are workouts there you can pull regardless of your level of engagement. Yeah, and the, the other thing that I really like about this is that every single week you are going to be training. And I think this is quite an important thing that, if we looked back at uh, the last video in mm-hmm. this series that we did, where we had the concept two indoor rowing guide, there you wouldn't necessarily in one week train a multitude of different energy systems. But yeah. every one of these weeks, you're going to be training everything for your, your aerobic base all the way up to your, your anaerobic system with these guys. Are we are we talking about the rowing pyramid? Are we back to rowing pyramids? We're building the base, we're doing the points, yeah, we're yeah, the yeah. and stuff. Absolute pyramid. Can't be a rowing pyramid. God bless you, Kev, and all who sailed with you. Indeed. Um, you, you've got to you've got to build the base and then put the top on. And and I actually think now I've done this one. I would like to point out thousands literally thousands of people in the indoor road community have done this and if you're if you're listening or in fact watching this podcast 
I would like to just point out, Pete has a little donate button. He has a little PayPal donation system. Good and man. I do think that if you have followed the Pete plan, you uh, you should probably, in fact, bung him a few quid. Bung him a fiver. Yeah. I'm 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 shilling for Pete here because, like I've said, I've raced him. I've met him. He's a lovely bloke. <coughs> who has a very, very exciting job in the aerospace industry. So, um, so he, he, he works for Martin Baker ejector seats. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. He's literally that cool. He's, he's like, he is very, he's a very, very similar guy um, to, to uh, Amar. Okay. So, so you are not only shilling for Pete, you are asking for a shilling for Pete. Was that Indeed. a deliberate uh, that, double meaning? That was beautifully done. We didn't even rehearse that, did we? Fantastic. Seamless. It's like we've known each other for a long time. Um, this is all looking very familiar. And it's probably all the stuff that I should be doing rather than waking up in the morning and going, all right, I'll go for a half hour run and by God, it will be horrible. Indeed. Now... I'm, I'm going to say, I do think that it's not perfect. I think there are things that, um, it, it's very keen on all your workouts being in meters as opposed to minutes. Right. And I think, so for instance, if you have your five times 1500, if mm. you are, and I think this is very much designed for big, strong, heavyweight boy rowers and ergers. If you are rowing five by 1500 meters with five minutes rest, that's around about a five minute to a five minute and 10 kind of workout. And that's going to be, you do that five times, it's going to be stressing a certain part of your system. If you are, a little lightweight 60 year old lady that five by 1500 meters might be taking you seven and a half minutes fair point and i i think that it's a different loading yeah it's a different load i don't know if it's a massively different loading it's certainly going to take you a lot longer the the amount of rest you need might be is it going to be different? Does it need to be? I don't know. Okay. But I think that when we look at these kind of interval pieces, you know, could this be so that this kind of thing here, could this be one minute, two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, etc., or 45 so seconds, 90 seconds, etc. You're still following the structure of the pyramid, but you're just you're just putting it in as time rather than distance, which is yeah. So everybody is doing roughly the same amount of work. The same amount of work. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair point. I think Pete's probably put it in like this because he's working to his five by fifteen hundred. He'll he'll have a he'll have, yep. have a time that he's working towards, and that time might be different for people with different. Um, physiologies and different levels of fitness so yeah. maybe look maybe swapping some of the distances out for times but that's fine i mean we we did we did distances and we we did times as well so um i'd also say he's like fairly he, he kind of very much leaves it to your intuition about 
you know, where, where it's got this steady distance, eight to 15 K about mm. how fast you do that. Um, he comes up with what I kind of always used to do mine at, which was like, you need to go fast enough that, no, you need to go slow enough that it doesn't get in the way of what you're doing tomorrow. You need to actually be able to go yeah. properly flat out on the hard session tomorrow. Yeah, um, so and he, he does say that down here somewhere. Um, he also says, take a complete rest day every week. It's as important as any of the training sessions you do, which is yeah. nice of him. What, <coughs> what madness and heresy is this? No, but he, he, he is right, even though... I rest day off was Friday and certain people called Lewin and Mark Hancock would then book a spinning session uh, for us to go and do. God bless them. That you know, was fun. That was it, fun. It, I've it. never, I've never actually seen my liver until that point. It was great. It was I didn't great. that color. Um, yeah. I think that's a fair point. Your steady state sessions, which we, unfortunately we fell foul of this when we were younger, we tried to make them faster each time. Your steady state sessions should leave you able to genuinely go flat out on a flat out session the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd also say that if I imagine if Prof. Stephen Seeler were to look over this plan, he would say, you're doing, you're doing a 50-50 ratio of hard sessions to light sessions. Yeah. That's not right. You've yeah, got but- to knock out at least one hard session and replace it with an easy session. Yeah, but so, I, I would say that he's a laconic Texan who makes jokes about Geordie women, and he is the leading authority on his subject, but we are rowers and we don't have brain cells. There is this. Sorry, Stephen, um, listening. We'd love you to come back on. You were amazing when you came on the first time. I'm only, I'm only gently ribbing you. Yeah. But I do actually think this is, this is a really good um, training program. I've done this one. It's fun. It's probably too hard and too intense for me these days. A man of your kidney? Mm, yeah, I, I, I know. As Dirty Harry once said, a man needs to know his limits. And, and these days, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be looking at this and I'd say, this isn't great. This is too much for me. There's too many intense sessions. I'd just get ill if I didn't get injured. Um, but, but this being said, this is important. Because, as you can see, there are lots and lots of aspects. Of it. Now, I'm also going to say that this is all free. You don't need, like, a passcode. Pete does ask for a donation, which I think is entirely reasonable. But I he's think. just given away this for free. Yeah. Now, the next bit of this is the peak plan, the 5K peak plan. Right. Which, as far as I can see, is, is not based particularly on the, um, on the Wolverine plan. It's literally, Pete's just kind of taken the ideas of how the length of session relates to the target distance and just mm. built on it. And has just created a series of different um, intervals. And he's created a 12-week training program, which should build towards, at the end of it, doing 5K. Okay, a 5K. And and again, 
you know, it builds from week one, week two, week three, and then it progresses. It, it is a kind of progressive plan because if you have a look here in week four, you've got this four times, no, hang on, where is it? So yeah, in week one, you've got four times 1500 meters. And then we come down here in week four, it's four times 1550. And then week seven is four times 1600. It builds each time. And you've got to try and, even though it's going longer, you've got to try and keep the same pace. So again, it's, it's, a, it's a progressive loading. This is a, a yeah. little bit like the concept two, 2K plan. Where I think you, so. Yeah. Um, possibly slightly less detailed on like the kind of um, how you kind of, the precise rate and pace it does kind of leave pacing to your experience. Okay. Um, but again, I've done this one. It's, it was really, really effective. Um, it's got its easy sessions. It's 10 K plus easy sessions. Then it's got its harder sessions. It's 12 by 500 meters with one minute's rest. Um, and it made me really fast. I, this is this was the plan I was doing when I got my two K. Okay, right. So you were following the peak five K plan when you got your six oh nine. That's right. How does that work then? Um, I just think it builds like a massive aerobic base. It gives you enough chance to do some race pace work, two K race pace work. Um, in you know your your four by fifteen hundred yeah. meters. But essentially, when I got that, it was it was a race in November. It was an online race in November. Yeah. And the result was I was trying to train myself for the forehead. Ah, right. Okay. So this was basically you putting in your winter mileage, and it, it had the happy accident or the ha by happy chance. It also made you very fast over 2k because it put it put your aerobic base it built your engine basically yeah and then you um, you had the top end speed and the mentality to to grit it out in the uh, as, as you went for for the 2k yeah. and yeah i i i kind of rate it as a program to be honest i think what we're looking at here is i mean we're, we're doing this you've instituted the great training plans of our, of our time because we're looking at the different ways to skin a cat. Cause one of the things we keep coming back to on the podcast is how many sessions do you have to do to be a rower? And the answer is as soon as you get in a, in a boat, you're, you're a rower. It then depends upon what your objectives are. If you want to get to Henley and go down the track, you will have to follow a different training structure than if you just want to go down to your local boat club and have a nice paddle at the weekend. But by structuring your training, regardless of where you are, it gives you a better chance of having good outings because you're working progressively and building. And I think that from what you've, you know, what we've discussed and what you've shown me with the Wolverine plan and the Pete plan is it might be easier for the casual rower who wants to structure something to just kind of dip into the Pete plan and go, well, I can really only do two sessions or three sessions a week because of work and children and life. So I'll do on Monday, I'll do this. And on Wednesday, I'll do this. And on Saturday, when I go out, you know, with the squad or with the crew, you know, we'll try, we'll try this or something like that. Yeah. 
Okay. And, and indeed, he, here we go. Here, here's the like kind of the cut down heat plant, where essentially he's just got rid of all the steady state. Um, the physiologist always a good thing. Would... A good thing. Steady state is uh, I, there's no scientific basis for why you should do it. Absolutely if not, not. If it's not hard and fast, it's not rowing. Absolutely. Um, but you know, there you go. It's it's all there. Now, there's one thing I need to add here. Um, okay. The PPM website is very, very, very comprehensive. And at some point, he created the beginner training plan, which is actually, it's like the least advanced, but it is the most highly detailed. Oh. And so if you, if you literally, you're starting out and you say, I'm getting into this, you know, how do I, how do I follow a, you know, what should I do to get a bit more advanced, but I don't really know what I'm doing. And I, I've never rowed for more than like 15 minutes. Yeah. Got the beginner training program, which is okay. It's a 24 week training program of five sessions a week. Now, as you can see, it looks as though he's just like said, do you four by one K three minutes rest. And for a beginner program, that's a little bit intense. Well, okay, this is week 21. Well, yeah, I think you could probably take a group of beginners in September and go, right, so you want to do some regattas next summer. Yeah. This, this is basically it, isn't it? Yeah. This, I mean, it, it builds up to it. Yeah, it's, it's a season's worth of progressive training. But what's more... He realized that this is this is possibly a little bit bare. So he wrote instructions for every single one of these workouts. The 24-week so peak plan. Yeah. Th these are your focus points for everything that you're doing. And I like and I, I I think, you know, this is it's a hell of a lot easier to understand than the bloody Wolverine trope. Compared program. to Wolverine's hyper-masculinity, here is my methodology, but I will not tell you anything else about it. This is basically, this is Pete being your coach, even when he's not there. You can basically come to this document and go, what am I doing today, Pete? Well, you're doing 5,000 meters, but what I want you to do is the three key points is to look at your technique, your relaxation, and your efficiency on this, okay? Yeah, so let's um, just do that. Well, what are we doing today, Pete? Well, we're doing six by 500 with a two-minute rest. Now, this is going to be higher intensity, so we're going to split the workout into smaller segments. This is basically hand-holding. This is, this is coaching without a coach there. And he's given it away for free. Which I, which I think is pretty cool. We've, we've got to give him some money for coffee or something. This is good yeah. stuff. No, no, I, I, I have. Um, I, I, like I said, I've, I've been through um, two seasons on, on the regular peak plan and the peak plan, and um, I chucked on the fiver each time. Fair enough. I, 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 don't, think that's, I don't think that's unreasonable. I'm probably going to be following this as I try to get fit again. And I think I'll probably bung up some cash because this, I mean, this five sessions in the first week, you must be keen. That is basically a sarcastic coach, but you know, 
being jocular with you. That's the kind of stuff we like. Have a go at your first longer interval sessions. Breaking up the 20 minute row allows you a short break to regain your full concentration, which actually, despite what we say about Agecroft being Northern barbarians and coming screaming out of the mist with our faces painted blue to take your pots, marry your women and move to Henley. Um, the best was, things a man can know in life. The best things a man can know in life is, is to is to you know see the enemy crushed, hear the lamentation of his women, and and take his his pots and medals. Obviously, absolutely. But, but Dennis and Kevin always used to say that the reason why we we have breaks and we don't do our eighteen k or our twenty one k all the way through, and we have the we have intervals with these sessions where you get off the erg, is so you can reset your concentration and reset your technique. So I mean, you know. I think yeah. someone from Agecroft has possibly read this at some point and borrowed some of it, which possibly. is not a, not a bad thing. But you know, I, I I I think I think I commend the peat plant to both indoor rowers and water rowers out there. If you're looking for a way to get better, almost at whatever level you're at, to get better and go faster. This will do the job. You can't was, go far wrong with this. I mean, the, if, there's even a little bit of like sprint training in there, which yeah. is, <coughs> I, I let's mean, face I, it, it's, uh, it's pretty basic. It's like got two sessions. That's it. That's your sprint training. Yeah. I've but done I mean, some sprint training and you, that, I mean, that's literally that about covers it. But what more do you need? I mean, I can't really commend this because I'm old and knackered and sarcastic, but Lewin is a proper rower, ladies and gentlemen. He has good scores. He can move a boat. And if he's saying it's decent, then it probably is. Um, and and so, yeah, th this was, this is the peat plan. And it's based, it's undoubtedly based on the Wolverine uh, training plan. Uh, Pete does also offer, and I'm going to, Try and find the cursor. There we go. He also does coaching. He okay, does. So he does do proper coaching while he will tell you precisely how long to row, precisely how hard to pull. Um, on both, you know, that on technique, um, all of these things, um, which is, you know, that you'll have to pay for, but I think that's fine. Um, and then he's got all these kind of like different you know he's got all these training plans which are really very effective so um give it a go if you want feel free to stick some extra easy sessions in there because you know easy sessions is the thing these days um but in general i i i think it's a it's a pretty good little training program I think so too. And and this great trading programs of our time is brought to you because I think um, Lewin decided, uh, and I, I agree with him, we've pretty much talked about everything in rowing, but we haven't done what a lot of other podcasts have and actually talked about things like like training. And, and maybe some of you have thought, well, you know, you're just kind of bullshit chances who are talking bollocks. Um, and that's partially true, but... The big question for rowing now in this country, after talking to Mark and, and seeing some of the feedback from Henley Regatta, is we lose approximately 10,000 rowers every year, according to British rowing um, surveys. That churn is kind of um, met by... We, we, we get them back as well. I mean, it's we get like... Them, yeah, but it's, it's like well. we, don't want to, we don't want to lose. 
yeah. we don't we don't want to lose as many. And it really is how many, you know, how many roads must a man walk down? How many sessions do you need to do to still be involved with rowing? And I think that there's a greater understanding that yes, there is there is a place for the six days a week, the the multiple sessions that we're going to Henley and we're going for. <coughs> There is also a place for, I, I'm yes, I can make this Saturday because I'm not at work and I'd love to go out in the quad and that will be great. I'll see you at quarter to eight on Saturday morning. If you're getting in a boat, you're a rower. That's it. So that's basically what we are here for. We, we're not, we love the high performance stuff. Obviously, we look at it with awe and wonder. We love the elite stuff. We love the fact that British rowing and our, our squad is, you know, after the first World Cup, is, it looks like it's <coughs> back. But also, we just like going out and smacking a boat around, you know, through the water. It's fun, and we want more people to do it. So get stuck in. Indeed. And I'm, I'm going to say, Aaron, and yes. I'm, I think you're probably going to find this quite controversial, and I'm not sure if our listeners would want to listen to Mummy and Daddy fighting, but <laughs> I think if you're sitting on a sliding seat and yanking on a handle you're a rower are you talking about indoor rowers you I know am, I, will, I won't I'm, have that language in the house young man i will not have it in the house aaron th this is how i got into rowing was I know indoor rowing and the, the, these fundamentally are my people can I just point out, and Dan will back me up, I, I actually go down to Tyne and I've asked other people if they want to join in. And I sit in an empty, empty hangar with a with a water tank and sit on a rowing machine and do the stuff that we used to do when we were young and fast, all by myself, just because I actually do like fitness. And, and well. nobody else wants to join in. I've I've said, lads, I'm going down, you know, before the outing, I'm going to go down and I'm just going to, does anyone? No, not a single person. Dan walks past with the motor for the launch as I'm finishing off, you know, before before going out on the water. And it's basically, um, obviously, I've, I've been fairly ill over the last 18 months or so with COVID and long COVID, but there's a joy in movement. And whether that's on the water with your friends or in a single, or whether that's on a rowing machine, feeling physical and feeling your your heart rate pick up and your the blood move through your veins is a wonderful thing we're built to move and and yes indoor rowing is fine i was just taking the piss because 